You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Uh oh, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Welcome to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hey there, Earth Station One listeners, and welcome to another episode. We've got a great one for you this week. That's right, folks. We are going to be talking to filmmaker Kalani Hubbard. Welcome to the show, Kalani. Thanks for having me. It's going to be fun. Oh yeah. Oh, I forgot to add all around great guy and everything. So, <laughs> you know, so I, you know, uh, we have to boost you up and make you just feel completely welcome, but welcome hey, to the show. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank awesome. You. And we also have, of course, my co-host for tonight, Mr. Mike Gord. Howdy, howdy. And so we got a good one and, you know, we would love to hear from you guys at home. As we always love to say, feedback at earth station one is the best way to get in touch with us. Or if you have a chance, like and subscribe right below if you're watching us on YouTube. We would really appreciate it. And, you know, this is how people we know people are watching us or that you are people are actually like paying attention just to have us on for background noise or something like that in the office. So it's always great. Do you want to take it away, Mike? And, you know, let's t- talk to Mr. Kalani himself. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Kalani, for those people who may not be familiar with your work, uh, tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah, so I am a writer and director. I create movies and shows, and we have actually a streaming platform called Pure Magic Pictures, where all of our movies and shows are uh, streaming. So I'm really excited. Uh, We've released a few movies in the past, and our newest project that's coming out here pretty soon is called Sky Hoshi Anime Girl. Uh, And it is a fantasy movie about an anime character who falls out of her anime poster and becomes real and has to find her way back home and before her anime is destroyed. So it's a really fun, uh, fun fantasy movie and a lot of laser guns. I had a <laughs> lot of fun making it. And um, yeah, so uh, making films and and geeking out and, and having fun doing it. So, uh, you know, if, if anybody wants to take a look at the movie, it's coming out here shortly. You can go to skyhoshi.com and we're going to be doing, actually, I'm really excited because we're doing something different this time. We are doing a, a live premiere, which is going to be really cool. Oh, so we're actually, awesome. I'll be watching the movie like live with everybody. And then at the end, we'll be doing some sort of like special live Q&A and nice. some special stuff with some of the cast. So it's going to be kind of a full, really cool online event, which we've never done before. So um, I'm very excited about that. But yeah, so that's what we do. That's what I do. I'm making movies and um, yeah, a lot of indie indie films. <laughs> One of the things that's so exciting about living now with social media and, and everything. I mean, I know there's a lot of negative things said about social media and I'm, I'm not saying none of that's true, but one of the highlights for me and one of the things I have to pinch myself is, is how, dare I say, accessible um, meeting filmmakers and, and, and taking part in premieres and stuff like that. Whereas like when I was growing up, it was something that, you know, uh, me in a small town, I just never thought that, I mean, it's so hard to reach those heights. Um, right. And yet it seems like it's so much more accessible now, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, it's it's so true. I mean, we have people from all over the world who can just go to a website and or download an app and watch a movie that I made. I mean, that's just 
crazy. That's really, really cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so going back to, to your younger days, when, when did you get the bug to tell stories, particularly with film? Oh man, I've been doing it forever. Uh, as a kid, um, I had my dad's old, like, uh, tape camera you know um and i would <laughs> right. i would i would film home movies and then i would edit it using our vcr uh you know uh so way back in the day i used to do that and then i got older and started doing skate videos with my friends i was the smart one i i didn't uh i would skate but i wouldn't do the tricks so i would hold the camera everybody else would get hurt um and i would be filming it all so you know i we always made fun uh fun skate videos i was the only one to not break a bone uh, wow. because <laughs> because I was the guy filming so you know <laughs> it was it was fun um so yeah and then uh just uh you know growing up always telling stories always having fun with it and um transitioned to doing commercial work and stuff for big companies and um all through all of that learning how to you know up our game and and really like learn how to use big nice cameras and you know get better at storytelling and all this stuff and you know it's all kind of come together now always be always uh trying to get better and and now we're using big fancy cameras and and making indie movies and and having fun doing it but it's yeah it's it's been something I've I've always had a had a knack for and always been um like had a passion for so yeah and it was just it I mean did it become like a a career choice a a sort of lifestyle choice early on or was it you know uh sort of hot started off as a hobby and sort of gradually became something that you were like you know what I think I could do this for a living yeah absolutely it it started out as a hobby um and it it quickly just became the thing that started to to make me money I remember as a kid I was I was just like making videos all the time and then somebody asked me to do their wedding video and I was like oh okay yeah wow. sure and I did it and then and then uh, when I was done, they handed me a check. I was like, wait, what is this for? <laughs> well, why, why are you giving me a check? I would have done this for free. Um, they're like, oh, well, you no, no, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so uh, I was like, wait, you could charge for this? Interesting. This is this is a whole new world. I was just having fun. And so, you know, um, I started making videos uh, for different companies and, and all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, it's just kind of, uh, I started freelancing and, um making small little commercials music videos all that kind of stuff and uh mm -hmm. it's kind of grew from there and ended up yeah just always growing and learning but but yeah so it started out i was just making videos and uh accidentally started to get paid for <laughs> were there so. were there any filmmakers or other um sort of influences on on your work um oh my god yeah i mean I I love all the greats. Uh, you know, I'm a I'm a sucker for for Steven Spielberg. Um, anything he makes, I just I love. <laughs> you know, um, big Robert uh, Zemeckis fan as well. Um, and so, and of course George Lucas. So those three, I think, are the the three that I I perpetually look up to, watch all their stuff, and rewatch all their stuff, and just always try to absorb more and more. Um, as time goes on, I'm watching interviews behind the scenes, everything I can about all their work. Cause I just, I love it so much. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, back to the future is, it's one of my all time favorite movies. Um, and, uh, of course, you know, um, star Wars and Indiana Jones, all of those are all just some of, 
the gold standard of movie to me. So I, anytime, anytime I make a movie, I always watch, there's two movies I, I watch before I make a movie every time. And uh, it, it's The Goonies and Back to the Future. Those are the two movies I watch. Really? And, then, oh. and then I go make a movie. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's sort of a page out of Spielberg's book because I believe he watches, there's a certain number of lists of movies that he watches before every project as well. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, one of them is... Uh, 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 the the circus movie. I can't think of what it's called now. Yeah, I know um, he watches uh, Lawrence of Arabia. As well, oh yeah, right? okay. That yeah, might be Greatest Show one. on Earth. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, because uh, and that shows up in the Fablemans, of course. Uh, yeah. So that was pretty film. interesting. Um, I I mentioned from an audience member now it's really cool because filmmakers seem so accessible now, but also the technology is such that it's a lot easier. I mean. Yeah. I mean, back in the day, you had to lug a VCR around. It was not <laughs> yeah. convenient. It was not portable, despite oh, the fact like it weighed a brick, you know, like, yeah. or maybe multiple bricks, a cinder block, exactly. maybe. Um, but now it's really accessible and it's, it's really accessible to provide your own, you even distribute your own content out there. Yeah. Um, I mean, how has that journey been for you to, to sort of based on like what you're doing currently? Like, how did you make the decision to like, wow, we can do this? Yeah. I mean, the technology is there, like you're saying, it's just, it's so, it's so accessible. Uh, and it's so cool to be able to live in this like internet age of just everything is online now and, and it's all a real option. And so, you know, we made all these movies and shows and we're like, you know, we really want to make a central place, uh, for people to just be able to access it all, you know, instead of being like, oh, this one is living over here and this one's over here and, you know, try to find these random links all over the place. It's just, let's create a spot where we can create um, a community of people who love what we make and, um, and also uh, make it easy to watch. And so we, we started Pure Magic Pictures, the platform, and it's been really, really cool. We have a lot of like ongoing shows and we, we communicate a lot with our audience, which is really cool. Uh, we have a new show called Good Magical Morning and it's like a geek news show. So we talk about all sorts of, of geeky stuff. It's fun. Um, but on that show, we have a segment where people are able to submit stories. Um, and so, uh, you know, we get to directly interact with the fans, which is awesome. And so people will send stories through Instagram to us. And, uh, you know, the following week, that story will be on the show. And it's really cool to be able to have that sort of relationship with the fans as well. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, looking at your website, it is like an all in one. I mean, you can you just go to puremagicpictures.com. And I mean, all the choice of the movies that you guys are offering are there information about how to subscribe. I guess you guys have a newsletter, right? Is that? Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, and, and a store and everything like that. It seems like everything is just like, yeah, right here. Um, was that for most of the movies that you've done, like, um, you know, I looked at, uh, you know, Plunder Quest and all that. As, uh, those are those are all part of this company? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So everything on there so far is um, everything that we've made uh, internally. So me and my wife are director, producers. Um, and so uh, we kind of sometimes I'll make a movie that she produces and then um, she'll write and direct a movie that I produce. And, um, you know, we're very... Uh, yeah, we just we just have a lot of fun working on all these projects, but it's all in house. We we don't, you know, uh, we're not like a huge company. It's just literally me and my wife, and and <laughs> we get some we get some indie friends together to make some cool stuff. Uh, so it's very homegrown, 
Um, and uh, you can definitely see it. It's like it has it, it all, all has a very um, similar fingerprint. Um, of course, all the things are different. Uh, all the stories are different and everything, but you can kind of tell it's coming from us. And I think that's kind of cool. It's 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 very um, cohesive, you know, so I, and I think that's kind of a cool thing, too, because. I, I, I'm a musician, so I, I love music and, and everything. And I always, I always talk about like indie bands or something where you're like, if you like a band, you're gonna, you're gonna just listen to all their albums. And yeah, they're no, no song is the same, but they still sound like that band, you know? And so that's kind of what we're doing on the, like the indie movie side is it you can tell it's the band. <laughs> <of us. laughs> I yeah. see. Yeah, yeah, you definitely always tell a director by you know the styles and everything, yeah, and exactly. or the production company the way they do things. And you guys have hit it out of the ballpark. I looked at some of your stuff earlier, like over on Instagram. And, oh, thank you. And your reels and stuff, and there's some great, great stuff up there. Thank you. Yeah, we have a lot of fun. It's also amazing to me, like you know, whereas you know, um, it would have been, you know, when the early Spielberg stuff and the Star Wars, we mentioned Lucas and all that back to the future, all that stuff is very effects driven, uh, but also key on story. Um, and now like, it's much easier to do effects. Are you guys pretty efficient with, um, what can be done now? Because it seems like it's really limitless almost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, so I've learned After Effects. Uh, I've been using After Effects for many years. And um, so, yeah, I, I do all the visual effects on the movies myself. So it's um, it's it's fun. I mean, there's an explosion uh, in Plunder Quest and I, I, I did it. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. There's there's this laser effect that we did in Sky Hoshi um, and it's a really, really epic. Uh, it's in the trailer. I think um, at the, like towards the end of the trailer, you'll see one of the laser shoots and it's it's really cool. And so I spent a lot of time on crafting the laser and all this stuff, but it's, it's crazy. I mean, the fact that uh, we're able to have such a small team and I'm able to wear a couple different hats and edit the movie and then do all the crazy visual effects on it. I mean, it's just, it's very cool um, living in this day and age and being able to do that all from, you know, one small studio. Uh, it's something that they couldn't have done back in you know back in the day create in the 70s and 80s you know? yeah. no 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 even roger corman needed like a like a crew of uh like like 30 or 40 right so yeah exactly. uh, uh and then those are you know those are uh pretty low budget movies yeah um but you're able to do a lot more now um what's the biggest what's the biggest challenge that you're running that you run into uh doing this work time time is my <laughs> time is my enemy oh boy yeah i seem to be working around the clock these days um and there's always more to do but um you know it's uh it's fun work uh, and so we we don't mind it but yeah i just the biggest challenge i would say is time you know you want to take on more you want to do more but um i'm i'm editing the movie and then doing the visual effects and you know doing all this writing stuff and all this stuff and we do have people that help us of course but even the team is just really really small so we we all wear multiple hats mm -hmm. uh and it's like we just need more more of us we're working on it <laughs> are, are you working on the next like one two three things while you're doing the 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 movie that you're focused on or i mean yeah various stages <laughs> of production do you just sort of focus on that one at a time or do you sort of like you know where i'm i'm editing this 
I'm filming this and I'm writing this like all in the same week. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We actually, we have a lot that we're balancing all at once um, because, you know, we are a streaming platform. And so we have to plan out what's going to come and kind of tell people what's going on and make sure you have enough coming out. Uh, on a schedule and and everything and so yeah we're we're working on sky hoshi right now and that's the next big thing that's going to be releasing april 21st very excited about that um but we also have um a uh a, a night show a comedy show called good night tonight um it's got a bunch of funny comedy sketches and live music so we're always kind of working on that in the background and so that kind of releases on a schedule and we have our weekly news show so we're filming that every week and then um, when it comes to movies, we have a couple scripts that have been written that we're we're lining up. So um, the next movie that we'll be working on is called The Squatchers, uh, and it is a Sasquatch movie. Yeah. yeah, so I'm really excited about that. We're hoping to film that one in the summer. Um, so that's probably going to be the next big feature after Sky Hoshi. And um, that one is about a, a group of friends who fulfill a childhood promise and finally go upstate to go Sasquatch hunting. <laughs> so it's my, it's my take on like adult Goonies. If they all grew up and went, went upstate. So, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, it must be challenging too. Yes. While you're doing all these movies, you're producing that, like you said, good morning, good magical morning, good night yeah. tonight. Those come out. Those don't come out every day. No, no, yeah, uh, weekly, yeah. Weekly, so good, okay. Good That's still pretty morning. solid. Yeah, Good Magical Morning comes out every week. Um, good night tonight is supposed to come out every other Friday. Um, we're so bogged down; it's it's uh, we're a little behind. <laughs> so, but it's supposed to come out every other Friday. So, gotcha. Yeah. Now, are those um, can shows or those? Do you stream those live? Uh, those are in. Yeah, we we film and edit them and then they go on the platform so yeah gotcha. you can they're not live <laughs> gotcha gotcha yeah, yeah but that one is actually really fun we another kind of fun audience interaction thing is because we actually um invite people to be a part of the audience and so if you live in brooklyn or in the in the area whenever we film it's kind of an open call and we have like a we have a small audience that gets to watch us tape it and they get to interact with the show so that's kind of a fun little wow. thing that we do too yeah you don't you don't hear that too often filmed in front of a live studio audience <laughs> yeah <laughs> we have a live studio audience <laughs> that's really it's cool a, yeah yeah it's a small audience but it's an audience <laughs> <laughs> um i asked you about the challenges what's what are what's like the biggest reward that you get out of doing this um being able to create art and tell stories and just kind of have fun making making movies you know i movies are the most special thing in the world it's called pure magic pictures uh because that's the feeling that you get when you watch a good movie it's the feeling's pure magic uh you know and so that's that's the reason we do it is to bring the feeling of pure magic and that's my favorite part <laughs> wow well said well said and it's a great name great name for a studio great name for a great it's like it's a name and it's a mantra yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> very cool. Yeah. Very cool. How do you go about uh, casting? Like, do you put out casting calls? Do you have a sort of crew of actors that you use or a stable, so to speak? Or yeah, yeah. It's it's actually pretty cool. We're we're really developing a little like indie film community these days, which has been mm -hmm. great. You know, um, as we've been growing, you just kind of meet more and more people, um, and so we are starting to get 
a, a lot of people that we're, we're becoming friends with. And we're like, oh, you know, I think this person would be great for this role. And so we call them up, be like, hey, do you want to be in this? You know, so it's it's becoming this cool thing where we're meeting a lot of people. But we also have uh, open casting calls all the time. And because, you know, you you never know who's just going to like pop off the screen and be like, OK, yes, this person needs to be in this movie. You know, so it's a little bit of a mix of people that we've worked with in the past, people that we have been wanting to work with, that we've become friends with over the you know, years or whatever, um, and just open casting calls. Um, but it is it is a very cool thing to be able to um, get people together and make stuff uh, that's making a movie is is very difficult. It takes a village. And um, and to be able to create opportunities for all sorts of people to be in front of screen and behind camera, um, it's just a really cool thing. And we're we're really like developing a pretty fun little indie film community over here, and we're we're really enjoying it. And so we're always trying to grow. And um, but yeah, just a little bit of a little mix of all of that. <laughs> and you said <laughs> you said you said you operate out of New York. Yeah, yeah, we're in Brooklyn. It used to, it used to be, I mean, I can remember, well, not, I mean, I don't go far that far back, but New York used to be more of a center. I mean, people think of LA and then of course studios are opening up in Atlanta and everything like that. How, Mm -hmm. how rich is the film community or active is the film community you think in New York now? The indie film community is, is very, very cool and, and thriving here. Um, Honestly, uh, I would say if you're an indie filmmaker, New York's the place to be. If you want to work inside the system, I would say Hollywood, LA is probably a better spot. But New- of course, New York has everything and New York has its own, you know, in the system Hollywood stuff. <laughs> but um, they're both huge and doing a lot. But uh, I would say the indie film community is really thriving in New York City. And it- it's a great place to be. And there's a lot of people who are just talented that just want to make stuff and are making stuff. And it's really cool to to meet all of these people and, and become friends with them and collaborate on stuff. And um, so, yeah, the, the, uh, the scene here is pretty big. It's pretty cool. That's very good to hear. That's very good yeah. to hear. It seems like New York has been mainly like uh, not reduced, but I mean, we hear so much about the theatrical community in New York mm-hmm. um, and somewhat television as well, but um, we know things are shot in New York, but I, 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 most of the studios and most of the, you know, creative forces seems to have moved over in the West Coast. So it's nice to right. see that the East Coast is, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. not giving up the fight. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got our own thing going on over here. It's uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty big uh, for for indie stuff, for sure, I would say. Um, yeah, there are a lot of good indie things happening over here. A lot of the uh, non-Hollywood outside the system, just people getting together and making stuff stuff going on <laughs> right 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 so uh, which i i've said um i've i've filmed in la multiple times and it it's so i'm so happy that we're in new york because um in new york indie filmmaking is is so much easier here um because uh when it comes to permits and all that kind of stuff they're very easy to work with uh getting a permit is easy and depending on the complexity or what you're doing a lot of times you don't even need one so um it's just it's just so much nicer to film here in la if you know if you sneeze they'll charge you for it so (laughs) they're like yeah they'll charge you for everything you need a permit to do anything um even filming inside somewhere it's a whole thing so i i much prefer new york city over la for just a lot of a lot of the indie stuff (laughs) 
Do you do you film a lot of uh, on location, or do you do you film mostly? Because um, a lot of work, especially special effects work, now is done in studios with mm-hmm. uh, green screens and whatnot. Um, is it sort of a balance, or which one do you kind of feel like you're using? Yeah. More? We're we're a solid mix. I would say about 50-50 of what we do is on location and in, in studio. So we have a small studio space in Brooklyn, and that's where we film um, like Good Magical Morning every week. We film Good Night Tonight there, and we film uh, actually Sky Hoshi. We filmed a bunch of scenes there as well. We had some green screen work we did there. So um, it's like it's a pretty small studio, but it's like just big enough to like do some green screen work and that kind of thing. It's like a small set, you know, so um so yeah so we do a lot of that and then uh we new york is amazing there's so many great locations you know you could point your camera at anything and it looks ama- it looks awesome so <laughs> uh so that's always cool so we film on the streets all the time or in the in parks or you know we have there's cool you know locations you can rent um and yeah so a, a solid mix i would say uh, of of that for all the things that we do very cool very cool yeah well, I definitely look forward to uh, seeing the new stuff and having uh, people check out the website and and all your work that you're doing, uh, Mike. And now that we know what uh, what he's doing, I think uh, we need to find out where his passions really lie. Oh, this is the fun part, Claude. We're diving deep. <laughs> oh, you don't even know, it, you know, my friend. It's the fun part of the show, as we like to call it. It's time for the geek seat. Mm. So, are you ready for your final first question, sir? I'm ready. All right. What was your favorite geek out moment? My favorite geek out moment is the Star Wars, the original Star Wars trilogy. Um, okay. Uh, they are perfect movies in every way, and I love them, and I continue to geek on them all the time. <laughs> they, they wow. Um, I have, well, actually, my laptop is sitting on top of it. Um, I have like the, uh all of the like special edition blu-rays and everything um and the the pamphlet with all of the little <laughs> details of all the blu-rays <laughs> that is me. awesome um yes so i i geek hard on the original star wars trilogy for sure <laughs> what's your most disappointing geek out moment though the Disney Star Wars reboot <laughs> or continuation. Um, so the the final three that they did? The final three the... that they did, yes. That was my most disappointing geek out moment for sure. Um, okay. It, uh, the, G- the first one with G- the first one J.J. Abrams did episode seven. It was like, okay. You know, I was like, okay. All right. You know, it was safe. And then, oh boy, <laughs> the, the next two stab you in the heart they like they didn't understand the force at all i don't even want to get into it uh <laughs> I, I did not enjoy it so um yeah but you know what they can't take away the first the first uh trilogy the uh the, the george lucas ones are are wonderful um even episode even episode one you know i'll, I'll take charge our binks every now and then it's okay <laughs> <laughs> okay i was gonna i wasn't gonna ask that part i was trying <laughs> to bite my tongue on that part <laughs> Oh boy! Oh, wait, are you a fan? Are you a fan of the new one? Oh, would love Star Wars. We we both do. Look what's right behind me. I have a baby Gogu go- right behind oh, me. I do there. have to say, I love Mandalorian. They they did a wonderful job on Mandalorian. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Big fan. Awesome, awesome, um, awesome. Yeah, but uh, all right. Anyway, <laughs> what geeks you out the most? What geeks me out the most? Yes. Hmm. 
this is a good. These are going to make you think. So you know. What geeks me? Well, I mean, I I just I love filmmaking. It's just like my biggest passion, and I if I'm not doing it, I am actively watching things about it or reading about it and geeking out about it. Uh, so I would say filmmaking is my my biggest geek passion. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Because, you know, it, you started when you were young and then you just grew and grew and grew with it. And that's awesome. And, you know, it's the best feeling in the world when you have something that's a passion and you could do it for a living. And, you know, it keeps you out of the office, as we like to say. Yeah. <laughs> what turns your geek off? Hmm. This is a good question. Um man what 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 i'm sorry i'm I'm thinking really hard about this one (laughs) i already said my disney star wars thing i know it's controversial but Uh, you know i'm a big fan of uh, we're all about controversy it's (laughs) (laughs) if that's the most controversial thing you say on this show (laughs) you'll be all right (laughs) okay sweet (laughs) love to hear it oh boy um you know, I'm 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 bringing it back. The, the, the Disney Star Wars, I can't do it. They killed okay. me with this. That's wow. my double answer. That's how much I didn't like them. Oh boy, I I get yeah. a lot of heat for it. I, but I'm just dude. You know. This is your segment. You can do whatever <laughs> you want. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What fictional character would you like to meet the most? Oh man, that's a good question. Um, Marty McFly. Would love, really, I'd love, I would love to be friends with Marty McFly. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, he's 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 so cool. You just gotta love him. He plays guitar. He has a hoverboard. I mean, you can't go wrong. He has a he he can go back in time in a DeLorean. This guy's my my speed. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's totally understandable. Completely understandable. What fictional character would you not like to meet? Mm. I would say Emperor Palpatine. Well, he I can just, understand that. He just yeah. seems, uh, you know, seems like it would be a very unpleasant hangout. <laughs> I would have said Darth Vader, but I would have actually just wanted to meet Vader, even if he like force chokes you or something, you know? <laughs> Exactly. You you might meet him for a second. <laughs> you might it, meet him you know? for a second, but then you, you're you're gone. But Palpatine, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. You're just creepy. I can't do it. <laughs> no, he would sick Vader on you. So there. You yeah, go. he would just or sick just Vader on you. Yeah. Then I would get to meet uh, Vader, who's also, uh, you know, just kind of awesome. I'd be I'd be pumped right before okay, you. I could see that. Your doom. <laughs> what is your favorite geek word quote pose? Favorite geek word quote hmm or phrase you know whatever hmm. i want to be the best like no one ever was pokemon <laughs> oh wow cool. very cool yeah that's very cool nice i love that. I like that like no one ever was i love that mm-hmm. what is your ideal geek occupation uh making movies love okay. it geeking hard on Let's- it Mm-hmm. Let's look at the flip side of that. What geek occupation would you not like to do? Hmm. What would I not like to do? 
Um, let me think. I got to think about this one for a second. That's okay. activation that I would not want to do. I would have to say I, I technically do it, but I don't enjoy doing it. Uh, it's called rotoscoping. Oh, I know it quite well. The, yeah, frame by frame, meticulously mm-hmm. tracing things. It is my least favorite thing to do, yet I have to do it uh, from time to time. I would love to not do that. <laughs> no, I totally understand that. It, it's very tedious, folks. It is so tedious. Yep, yeah. but it's cool because you make the cartoons look, they look so human-like because you're tracing the images and stuff like that. And oh, yeah. it's awesome. If That's how Disney actually used to do humans at first. Because, really? you know, oh yeah, back in the old so days. Cool. That that you could see like where things were rotoscoped and everything, or if you look at the what was it the early eighties, um, Lord of the Rings that they did that uh, Ralph Bacci did, and all the animated characters were all rotoscoped and everything. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was kind of surprised a... to hear you say that. I didn't know that rotoscoping was done, especially on 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 a level like that anymore. Yeah, yeah. For for us, um, every once in a while, you kind of have to do it. Uh, when you do like green screen work or something, you'll have to roto a few things here and there. Um, yeah. and it's it's just part of it. It's a great result. You're like, oh, this is a cool effect. But man, that took a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. All right, sir. Are you ready for your final question in the Geek Seat? Oh, I'm ready for it. All right, Kalani, what is your ultimate geek fantasy? Ooh, okay. Let's see here. Um, I would love to hang out with Spielberg and George Lucas at the same time <laughs> and just hear them talk about all things. <laughs> <laughs> just talk about anything. I don't care. What did you have for lunch? <laughs> It'll just be oh. I'll be I'll be just smitten all day hearing anything you have to say. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> That's cool. Well, yeah. my dear friend, you could do some great news for you. You've made it through the geek seat. Congratulations. I made it. I Mr. Made Mike it. Gordon and Talkalani Hubbard. He's won. You have won a lifetime subscription to the ESO Network, a value easily worth $48.08. Hey, love it. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. So uh, it's been great having you join us. How can people just go to the website, puremagicpictures.com? Is there any other places they should go to check out what you're doing? Yeah. Um, I would say you can check us out on Instagram at Pure Magic Pictures. And we're really trying to get people to go to skyhoshi.com to check out the new movie. Um, that's S K Y E H O S H I.com, skyhoshi.com. And uh, that's the new movie that's coming out very shortly. Um, and I would love to invite anybody listening to come to the premiere. It's digital. You can be there and you can watch it with me and the cast and have a good time and get kind of some sneak peeks on other stuff that we're doing and be a part of the indie film community. So, um, yeah, would love for people to come and and watch the film. But it's going to be a fun, ramen-filled, laser-filled anime fantasy, and uh, I hope people enjoy it. (laughs) 
Well, it looks a lot yeah, of fun. The trailer is available wow. right now on YouTube, I believe, right? Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. Or at the website, as you mentioned. So you mm-hmm. can go check it out there. It looks, yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. So very cool. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was a ton of fun. I loved geeking out. Awesome. Let's take a quick break, and then we are going to go close up the show. Do you love gaming, costumes, and cosplay? Grab some beats and come party with us at Nerdy Graw, a three-day carnival celebration of all things geek. Join the crew for music, entertainment, gaming, cosplay, and celebrity guests including DC Douglas, Steve Jackson, Mark Muir, and Jessica Nova Friday, March 10th through Sunday, March 12th at the Atlanta Marriott Northeast at Century Center. Visit NerdyGraw.org for more information. Join the crew at Nerdy Graw Share. Put a room at the hotel for a party that's going to last up Welcome to A Geek Girl's Take. I'm your host, Angela, and this week, this geek girl is talking about the 2018 sci-fi movie, Prospect. Over the weekend, a friend and I decided to sit back, make a cheese board, and watch a whole bunch of movies. One of those movies was a low-budget film called Prospect, starring a little-known actor named Pedro Pascal. This is currently playing on Hulu, so if you decide you like my review of it, you can check it out there. Prospect is a sci-fi film. A father and daughter fly down to a green moon to mine valuable rocks from that moon. The father ends up meeting a horrible demise, and the girl is left to fend for herself. The young girl named C had an early run-in with another character in the movie named Ezra, played by Pedro Pascal. And the two end up becoming an unlikely duo in order to get off the green moon, because it's not really that great of a place. You can't breathe the air, and it's just... yeah... This film is beautifully shot, really intriguing, because you aren't really sure what is going to happen, and the entire story just works so well together. I had no expectations going into this film, and it really surprised me. For a film that you can tell is lower budget than most Hollywood blockbusters, it is wonderfully done, and I would highly recommend it to any sci-fi fan. It was gritty and just amazingly acted. Thanks for listening to A Geek Girl's Take. What will I talk about next week? Well, you're going to have to listen to find out. What will you do when your child asks? What were Saturday morning cartoons? What were Saturday morning cartoons? What's wrong with you? Or will you handle it the right way? Sit down, baby girl. Let me introduce you to my friend, Mark McRae. Join Dan Clink and I on the Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast as we take a unique behind-the-scenes look at the history and dynamics of animation with plenty of laughs along the way. The Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast is a proud member of the ESO Network. That's the end of this episode of First Station One. Want to thank Kalani for being here tonight. Thank you as always, Sarah. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun geeking out with you guys. It's been a blast. And um, yeah, if uh, anybody listening or watching, please check out Sky Hoshi Anime Girl. It's coming out, zapping your screen April 21st. I'd love for you to watch it with us. You can check it out at puremagicpictures.com or go to skyhoshi.com, S-K-Y-E-H-O-S-H-I.com. 
And uh, if you get one of the tickets, you could actually get a Skyhoshi manga, which I'm very excited about. We're geeking hard on that. So um, yeah, follow along, watch a sweet, fun, cool anime movie with me. <laughs> awesome. That is awesome. And we're going to have links to it up on our show notes. So definitely check that out. Do awesome. appreciate it. Awesome. And Mr. Mike, we made it through another one, my friend. We did. And as always, it's my pleasure. Anything you want to shout out about it, sir? Yeah, I do want to give a shout out to uh, on Friday uh, or Saturday morning, depending on your point of view. On the 24th, uh, it was an end of an era. Uh, Turner Classic Movies had uh, aired the last uh, TCM Underground. I've been a big fan. One of the things about TCM that I love so much is the uh, TCM Underground. It's been going on since 2006. Um, and it was a venue where, you know, TCM could show movies that you wouldn't normally expect to see on Turner Classic Movies. Uh, things like Plan 9 from Outer Space, which was the first movie they ever showed and the last movie they showed. You know, th- it ranged anything from schlocky horror movies to John Waters films to documentaries crazy documentaries like it didn't like no it, it was there was no rhyme or reason to any of it it just seems but everything was interesting to watch and it's uh it's a shame that uh you know uh through all the changes that warner brothers has been going through we knew in a couple uh months ago when they released uh millie di chiroco who is the programmer that this was probably going to be happening but uh it's a shame that to see her go and because uh, she's been part of that programming, that segment in particular, for almost a decade now. It's a shame that that's no longer there. Uh, looks like there's other things at TCM that are going to remain. Uh, looks like we're going to get more alley because Eddie said he signed a two-year contract. So he renewed his contract. So that's good. So not everything at TCM is, is looking dismal. But unfortunately, this program uh, is going away. It's just interesting how all the different channels are cutting budgets and shows or you know programming that we love is just disappearing and everything. It's kind of sad right now in a lot of ways. And you know, this is why Kalani and his friends need to pick it up and you know make even more <laughs> great exactly. inde- independent projects and such, yeah. which is pretty awesome. That's true. Some of the best stuff is underground stuff. Oh, very yes. much so. Um, Judy and I have been watching a brand new show. And we actually only have seen the first episode, but we're already in love with this show. It's a new show up on Apple TV. It is called The Reluctant Traveler with Eugene Levy. And it is a travel show. Um, every, a lot of people know who Eugene Levy is. You know him from either Schitt's Creek. You know him from Second City. You know him from, you know, like The Mighty Wind and all these other, you know, movies and such so he's he's been around for years and years and years but one of the things he's always done in his career he's never been much of a big traveler and he's as he's always put himself a more of an inside type of guy so they're actually sending him all around the world there as he says in the first episode he's not here to do an anthony bourdain type thing he's there you know very reluctantly going to these places you know, you know, going up to Norway, he's going to Japan, he's going, you know, places that, you know, is for a travelogue. It's beautiful. It's great to see. And, you know, Judy and I have all these places on our bucket list that we want to go and we will make it to most of these places. But it's kind of cool that we're, you know, getting to see it through the eyes of Eugene Levy. And he has it with his own little twisted sense of humor and everything. And it's just a ton of fun. All the episodes are actually available already. They're not putting it out week by week. They put them all out at once. So you could definitely check it out up on Apple TV. It's called The Reluctant Traveler. 
So definitely check it out. All right. That is going to wrap up this episode for this week. want to thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, Kalani, for being here with us. It's I love what you've done with your projects. And I'm going to be a subscriber and watch the morning show every Monday now. So it's going to be awesome. Awesome. So it's well, very, very cool. And of course, as always, as we'd love to say, thanks for listening to the Earth Station One podcast. Always remember, we couldn't do this without you. And, you know, with everything that's been going on with the show, with some of the people we know, it's it's just, you know, may, having knowing you guys are out there listening makes it even more special. If you want some, if you want to support us, you know, check out our T Public store and get some really cool ESO network swag. Also, remember, if you want to listen to our show before the rest of the world, why not join the ESO Patreon? For as little as a dollar a month, you can help support us here at Earth Station One. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash ESO Network. Well, I'll also hear from you. Please write us anytime at feedback at earthstation1.com. Remember, you could also find Earth Station One wherever fine podcasts are found. And now, of course, we have our YouTube channel. So as we always like to say, like and like and subscribe, like and subscribe. We'll just do that for the rest of the for the next hour. Like and subscribe, <laughs> like and subscribe. But uh, but definitely tell your friends and tell everybody about it. Word of mouth is the best way to get us out there. You know, we've been we're coming up on our 13th anniversary, folks. We've been doing wow. this for quite some time. And, you know. We have a great core audience, but we want more people to know about us. And, you know, we're going to be going to cons again. We're going to be going out and promoting our stuff. And we got a lot of great ideas coming up. So, you know, we got shows that, you know, we're going to bring back some old ideas, have some new ideas. So, you know what? It's just tons of fun. And, you know, we, Mike and I both enjoy doing this. So on behalf of myself, Mr. Mike Faber, of course, Mr. Mike Gordon, and of course, director, filmmaker, extraordinaire, Kalani Hubbard. Thank you for listening to us tonight. We will see you next time on the Earth Station One podcast. Peace, love, hug your loved ones, and just have fun. The weather's getting great, finally, except for if you're in California. It's snowing and raining, and they think you're getting ready to build an ark or two. So have fun. Take it easy. We'll see you soon. Peace, and we are done. Boom. You've been listening to the Air Station One podcast, a show by fans for fans. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our show up on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are found. While you're up there, please rate us and remember to leave feedback. It would greatly be appreciated. And remember to tell your friends all about us while you're at it. Air Station One is available on most social media sites where you can join some really great topics or chats. Help support our show by shopping through our Amazon.com link or purchasing very cool ESO Network clothing and merchandise at our Tee Public store. Links to both are found on the top of our ESO Network webpage. Become a patron of the ESO Network by backing us up on Patreon for as little as 25 cents a week. Go to patreon.com slash ESO Network to sign up. We want to hear from you. Please write us at earthstation1 at esonetwork.com or call us at 404-963-9057. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on the Earth Station One podcast. Peace, and we're done. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.